Art Next Door Prepared by Tuche Eral Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin. Free Community-based art Socially engaged artistic practice Artist-led project spaces Collectives Emerging and young artists News and interviews will be broadcast in Art Next Door on Keith FM. So thank you so much for accepting my uh, interview request. This is the 11th episode of the Art Next Door radio show and uh, podcast series. And I'm very happy to feature um, Project Space Kim Go in Prenzlauer back in this episode. And I'm happy to welcome one of the co-founders of Kingo, Baruch Kotib, who is an artist, academic, and curator. Thank you so much, Baruch, uh, for accepting my invitation. Um, I would like to learn your background. Uh, first, we started talking about Kingo and then Kingo's um, angle of looking at the art scene here in Berlin. Yeah, well, thank you for the invitation and nice to be here. Um, well, personally, uh, I come from filmmaking, so I, I didn't study uh, fine arts or Bildende Kunste, like I say in German. Um, but uh, from a very early uh, time during my, my work, uh, becoming an artist of sorts, so I moved, I moved from filmmaking to more generally working as an artist or in the field of arts, but always as a bit of an outsider, I have to say. Uh, I was very interested in the social aspects of, uh, of art production and uh, art presentation. So very early on, well, I, I also started working with dancers and doing performance related stuff, uh, working as a composer for, for theater and dance, uh, doing radio shows as well. I did seven years of community radio in um, very experimental radio. So using the radio as, a, as an artistic medium uh, in Montreal, where I come from. Uh, and then uh, I also organized a, so, like transdisciplinary experimental events in Montreal, where we try to bring a, a lot of people from different disciplines, not only from the arts, but using the arts as a kind of pretext or something that brings people together around an issue. For example, um, uh, yeah, artists, uh, uh, material uh, existential questions or concerns of how to sustain uh, artistic practices in the uh, in the city, you know, um, besides just being um, uh, supported by the state or supported by uh, patrons or trying to find new roles, uh, new, new ways for arts to be appreciated and, uh, and supported. Um, so it goes way back uh, uh, to the earliest uh, times of my, uh, my artistic practice that I've been uh, engaged in the presentation and, uh, uh, and production of arts as a, as a social uh, phenomena and something that I was interested in. So uh, regarding uh, Space Kimgo, uh, well, uh, Junan Kim, who is the Kim of Kimgo, I'm the Go of uh, Gottlieb. We've, uh, we've been working together as, as artists for almost 20 years now. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, public art projects in, uh, in Korea. There's one in, in Berlin as well, still, still running. It's about 15 years old. It's on Castanian Alley. We, so we, we, we've 
concentrated in our in our uh, collaborative practice on uh, uh, work in the public space, or um, but uh, and so we've created a lot of of uh, for various strategies for that and learned a lot along the way. And we're still practicing as as uh, as an artist pair uh, uh, or a, a collaborative um, artist team. And uh, yeah, around, uh, well, we did have a first try at a gallery in, uh, in Berlin uh, when we were living in uh, Moabit. And uh, we ran a small space there for a short time experimentally. Uh, we only had a couple of exhibitions, but that was a, uh, a nice um, first taste of it in, in Berlin. It was when we were both a little bit fresher in Berlin getting into the scene. Um, and then, well, what happened? Well, I, uh, I moved to Korea for, for three years. I got a professorship there and I started a sound art festival there. And uh, that festival is still also still running. It's called SFX Soul. And we bring a lot of people together around sound and uh, the aesthetic dimensions of sound, experience of sound in various ways. There's all, there was also a radio art uh, edition of, uh, of SFX Soul. And when I moved back uh, from uh, Korea in 2008, uh, then, uh, yeah, we started to, uh, I guess that we started to do more activities here. Um, and that eventually, uh, uh, the space, the idea for the space emerged. Um, so that's how we got to, uh, to Project Space Kimgo. Uh, it's actually really an experimental space. Uh, we've been, we've been doing it more or less in our spare time. Uh, I mean, I, I work as a curator, um, in the Netherlands and at, uh, at a contemporary art space called Westenhaag. Uh, I run a lot of projects there, also very, very public oriented. I mean, the space itself, the, the reason I work with them is that their, their program is very, very interested in, in the interface with the public and uh, in, in interrogating the, uh, the purpose or the role of an arts institution in society today, which is rap rapidly transforming as I see it. And uh, Kimgo uh, is supposed to also uh, like uh, be an experimental space where we see what uh, what an art space can be in the city or what an art uh, what kind of role uh, a contemporary art space can play. So um, that's um, so far. I think we have uh, we've been active for a little bit over two years. Done a lot of uh, different kinds of projects, from performance to workshops to uh, philosophical meetings and discussions to. We activists uh, meetups and uh, and lots of exhibitions as well. Uh, throughout these two years, um, mm. how did you sustain uh, the space uh, economically as well? So, are you getting um, public funding, or is it really something that you devote yourself, and then it's something that you uh, finance yourself? Yes, it's completely self financed uh, as. As uh, I kind of intimated, I, I'm working part-time already as a, as a curator and I have a lot of other jobs, uh, small jobs. We're also working as artists and earning some money as artists. And so uh, uh, we have, you know, uh, just started this of our own initiative and in our, in our spare time. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's why like, uh, you know, we, we, we do kind of orient it around uh, uh, what we are, uh, what we're interested in and we're completely free to, to choose uh, the direction of the space. Um, mm -hmm. We are like, you know, slowly reaching out uh, for, for public funding. Mm -hmm. 
you know, as, as we get our legs on the ground, we are kind of more we're clear what we're doing, then I guess that, that kind of support will come in. Then eventually, as, as I understand from the way that you are presenting King Goal, it is actually a curatorial project as well. So you are actually filtering uh, what to present, right? Yeah, so it's a, it's a combination, you know, as uh, we want to be open to the community. So uh, we do, uh, you know, we do, I, I don't know why, but a lot of people come to us. Uh, once we got started with the program, then we started to uh, uh, get requests for, for people who wanted to work with us or who wanted to do something in the space. I mean, the space itself is also very attractive. You haven't seen it yet, but it's a, it's a nice space as two large, uh, you know, show, show windows and, um, it's in a, an interesting area. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we do curate, we do select definitely. I mean, it's, you choose everything that goes in there, but uh, we are very open to uh, suggestions from, uh, from outside as well. I think that's, that's the way to keep it lively and keep it up to date. So we did like a collaboration with Urban, Urban Art Week uh, where, you know, it was a real collaboration. They suggested some artists, we suggested some artists and we put the show together together. And, and then in another sense, uh, we had like a show with, um, with uh, Gumart uh, Gallery, which is an, uh, uh, another gallery um, who, and they, they su suggested all the artists. So that was a landscape show. Um, and we, we curate our own shows, like the show that's coming up next, uh, which is the uh, uh, second in our series called Winter View, which is uh, just our winter show with uh, artists that we know from our community, friends, not necessarily like full-time artists either, uh, uh, are, are people who are doing art in, in, also in their spare time. But, you know, sometimes that, that art that art is... Uh, has that that feeling that you know you, you do it because of the love of art and uh, and it's not uh, what you're depending on for your for your uh, rent money etc. Mm -hmm. So that's a a group show that's uh, coming up in December. Interview number two. Mm. Interview number one was last year. I'm also interested in the focus of the sound and concerts from the previous events. I was going through the website. Right, uh, right. Mm -hmm. And then it's also interesting to um, talk about this inside an exhibition space and then working with the sound. Uh, mm -hmm. Although there are a lot of places and project spaces are open to work with the sound, but actually um, either they are not um, good at providing technical equipments or project spaces cannot afford. That's why artists brings all the things and then how it was, it's challenging. So how it works for the Kimgo, how you can just negotiate or provide a space for experimental artists to, pro to work with sound and music performances as well. Yeah, so um, like, as I mentioned before, you know, I, I, uh, I founded a, a sound art festival with uh, a partner in in Seoul called uh, Jiyun Yang, um, and well, I'm very very experienced uh, uh, with sound art and with sound um, presentation. Uh, so you know, the, the bringing sound into the art space is also something that you know I, I've been working with for for almost twenty years now. So I I mean this is. This is just another aspect, another dimension of of, uh, of cultural uh, production, which 
we want to feature and we want to support and uh, we want to see where it goes, you know, and expand what, you know, as part of our, our work in trying to figure out what, what an art space can do. And so it's very important to uh, bring in other, um, to bring in sound artists and, and musicians. I mean, music, music is also like a very particular form of, of sound art very with a long tradition and and uh, it's interesting to see where the where the borders are. Con conventionally, uh, music ha is quite uh, its own thing, right? Uh, as a, its own art form, and we, we want to try to see how how music can also um, explore new roles to play uh, in the in the space of contemporary art and contemporary discourse. So, uh, like for one example, we worked uh, extensively with a, a Gayagam player called Eugene uh, Sung. And Eugene Sung is, uh, is a really excellent, uh, you know, classically trained Gaigam player. It's a Korean uh, uh, classical instrument, um, and she is she was living here. She just moved back to uh, to Korea recently, but she was living here and uh, um, exploring uh, interfaces with uh, contemporary musicians here in in Germany and, and building up a lot of uh, duos and trios and experimental like uh, ensembles. Um, exploring uh, how the sound world of Gaiagum and the uh, and the, the experience of Gaiagum can can work with uh, with the Western um, uh, people coming from the Western uh, music tradition, either classically trained or jazz, and uh, that was a really fascinating uh, series of explorations that we wanted to to feature. It really didn't require that much uh, in terms of like equipment or you know setup. Uh, the musicians were pretty, some, many of them were just acoustic musicians, so they didn't even need any amplification or, or anything like that. We just had to set up a microphone. Uh, we, when we moved it outside because of the uh, pandemic, we had, we, of course, at the, during the pandemic, we already had like, you know, scheduled a, a series, some more instances of the series. So we had to move the whole series outside for a few um, concerts. And uh, then we needed a little bit more equipment. And so that was, I mean, it's, it's pretty minimal. The, the the instruments themselves are loud enough for the, you know, the crowd that came. And it was very nice. I mean, uh, it was beautiful to have it also outside with the, with the traffic noise um, and, uh, and the ambient sounds that were there. So basically during the um, lockdown, no, not the lockdown, but after the lockdown was eased. Uh, so basically you can go provided more events and activities during the summer, as far as I understand. And um, how do you plan the next year after the winter show? Uh, after Winterview, uh, we have not planned a, uh, like I, we will have a, like a, a show of Jin Ren Kim. Uh, so the one of the, the founder, my co-founder, uh, her recent work, which is now on show in, in Wilmersdorf at the Z22 gallery. We'll bring it over some of it and some even newer work that didn't even make, make it into uh, that show. Uh, we'll, we'll have a show of that work too and probably uh, do another uh, series of, uh, of experiments with sound and, uh, and her work. Um, and then after that, uh, we do not know mm. right now. <laughs> Then this is also, then we can use this platform also as a kind of a open call maybe. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. We're open to, uh, to suggestions and uh, to always to discovering new artists, uh, really artists that are on the edge of, uh, of uh, experimenting what art can be or can do in the world uh, uh, or in the city or in the, in the neighborhood, in the, in the, in the urban context. Uh, we, 
so you know where also where uh, artists who are interested in interfacing with other disciplines such as you know uh, philosophy and urbanism and um, music and sound and um, psychology etc the show that's on right now is a, is a collaboration between a photographer and a, and a psychologist or a kind of a healer uh, using, using color as uh, using some of the healing uh, properties of color as, as uh, she has um, elaborated, elaborated them through her practice combining, uh, it's a, a first time collaboration between uh, this photographer and, and this uh, um, psychologist who is uh, making, making paintings, I guess. Uh, when I was giving this title to the podcast series, Art Next Door, I was also thinking about the relationship of a project space or an artist-run space with its neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And since you mentioned that you already have some experimental space in Moabit, and now the uh, Kimgo is located in Prenzlauerbeck. So what was the reaction of the neighborhood? Uh, well, this this neighborhood is very much like well, where we are is right on the edge of Prenzlauerberg, like towards Breitswalderstrasse S-Bahn, so it's right across the street from the uh, Ernst Thälmann Memorial. Um, it's a it's an area that has not been completely gentrified yet, but is definitely feeling the gentrification wave. Uh, that of course, like I mean, Prenzlauerberg was one of the first areas in Berlin after the wall came down to be highly uh, gentrified, right? Intensively gentrified, but that was a little bit more to the south. Um, where we are, there's still a lot of uh, people, Kitsoka, as they say, uh, who, have, who have grown up in that neighborhood, who, uh, who were there during the Ostzeiten, you know, during uh, when, before the wall came down. Uh, so it's, it's quite, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can call it diverse. I mean, they're, they're mostly German, uh, but uh, it's, uh, it is a diversifying um, uh, uh, neighborhood and it's definitely you feel the transition is coming and in a way you know you cannot um, you know you cannot look away from the fact that as you know we are we are part of that uh, gentrification um, tendency in the in the in the in the neighborhood uh, it, this is this is just a wave that's that's coming through and uh, so in, we do have a lot of visitors from from the neighborhood who come in and look around, you know, they, some of them would, would like it to be uh, rather have it as a, uh, a restaurant or something that they could go and eat at. And other people uh, are happy to, to have some, some interesting uh, stuff going on there. That's like, you know, that's um, especially for the kids. Uh, it's fun to look at and, and fun to discover together. So I actually, I, I guess the, the ones with, with younger uh, children, uh, they really appreciate that it's there. Um, and, uh, yeah, even, even some of the older Kitsoka, uh, are, are intrigued and they come in and they hang around and, and, uh, discuss, you know, how, where, how the neighborhood's going and where it's going. And, uh, I think that, uh, you know, we, uh, we also want to reflect, uh, their, their interests and, uh, we, uh, we intend to, uh, integrate that into our, our, uh, into our program. Uh, in various ways, uh, you'll see a small um, uh, project uh, posters coming up in uh, in January, which we'll we'll announce a little bit later. Which refers to that uh, in a in in one way, and also um, we did curate a small uh, a 
a small event uh, exhibition from, that was initiated by one of our neighbors, but it's not one of the older neighbors, one of the newer neighbors, uh, which uh, was um, related to uh, a Colombian art, so art from, uh, from uh, the country of Colombia. Mm -hmm. So we did do a project with a uh, Colombian video, which was initiated by one of our neighbors. My last question will be also something spontaneous, actually. I didn't um, address this during our email exchange, but sometimes mm -hmm. when the conversation continues, then this question pops up to my mind that, what do you think about the institutionalization of project spaces or artist-run spaces uh, in the long term? Do you imagine Kim Go can go that direction. And then since you already have a strong experience of working in an institutional environment, how do you envision the position of Kim Go in near future or long term? Well, uh, I think Kim Go really, you know, it needs to grow. I mean, it, it necessarily, you know, as long as we are uh, in the, at, the, at the core of it, uh, it's going to reflect, you know, our interests. But we've already like uh, taken on a... Um, an associate curator uh, who will help uh, programming for next year. So it's going to be expanding. It's going to be transforming. I mean, that's what it should be. We're, we'll, we're really eager to see uh, what kind of role it can play in the neighborhood and in the, um, in the city. Uh, for that reason, we kind of spun off or spun up uh, an umbrella organization called Kunstforum Berlin, uh, which is, is just nascent, but Kimgo, uh, uh, Project Space Kimgo will will be like uh, sheltered under this, this umbrella organization, which will also feature an institute for, for technical aesthetics, which is something that I, I work on in, at the university, um, more, more oriented towards you know, digital and electronic uh, art and, uh, and aesthetics and uh, some other, uh, other organizations, which uh, will, you know, may or may not the work of which may or may not be featured at, at Project Space Kimgo, but probably, um, you know, we'll, we'll have some uh, intercommunication with what's going on at, at Project Space Kimgo. I mean, if I go back to, if I could just uh, connect back to the other uh, place, like the main other location where I work uh, as a curator and as a, as a uh, director of projects um, in, in the Netherlands, in The Hague at Westenhag, we also are very, uh, um, explicitly and, and uh, consciously exploring the interfaces between what we do in the exhibition space. So in, at Westinghag, we have much, much more exhibition space. We also have like auditorium and we have a place called the Alphabetum where we're, we're, we're investigating uh, the, uh, the changing role of text and words in our uh, societies and in our, uh, in our lives. And, uh, and how all these spaces can, can uh, communicate and, and learn from each other and inform each other. Uh, and of course, uh, with, bring people together uh, uh, to discuss the, the concerns that are, uh, that are pressing for them right now. So uh, I, I don't know what form uh, the Project Space Kimgo will take. I mean, it has a physical form, it's there. Um, uh, I don't think we're gonna, you know, move anywhere for for the time being, uh, if we if we're lucky enough not to have to, and we'll see. 
and hopefully you'll come and visit and uh, everybody else who's listening will come and visit and uh, let's see how it develops together. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate and I'm very happy to learn the short history and then future perspectives about Kimgo. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm happy to have had the opportunity. Thanks for doing this uh, project. Uh, look forward to listening to the other ones, which uh, I didn't know about. Art Next Door. Prepared by Tucha Era. Art Next Door is a bi-weekly radio show on Keith FM.